The OneStream Global Education Services team proudly presents the OneStream Podcast with your host, Peter Fugere. Greetings, fellow OneStreamers, and welcome to the OneStream Podcast, where we explore, examine all things OneStream, talk to experts in the industry, and gain knowledge from some of the brightest minds that help deliver and implement solutions for our clients. This episode is part of the OneStream Foundation series, where we explore and examine the fundamental concepts, tools, and topics surrounding OneStream. I'm your host, Peter Fugere, Chief Solutions Officer at OneStream Software. And as always, I'm excited about our topic today, Global Education Services. With us, expert in all things training and education. She's been with us two years at OneStream, building out and refining our team. Please welcome Beverly Vanderveld, Vice President, Global Education Services. Welcome, Bev. Thanks, Peter. Happy to be here. So let's get into it. Let's just start with your your role and time at OneStream. It's been two years. What have you been working on? Wow. <laughs> We've been working on a lot in, in terms of global education services. My team's been responsible for developing training content. Our mission is ultimately to help and establish a, and support a thriving community of technical OneStream professionals. So the things that Ed Services are working on, it's not pre-sales related or sales related, for example, we're solely focused on various learning content or learning assets that are targeting technical OneStream professionals. And the team's really grown. I mean, when we sort of started this journey and I got to see you come on and help out, help with some of the things you were working on, it was pretty small. And now, now how big is the team? So we're globally dispersed. There's, there's about I want to say, don't don't hold me to this. I want to say there's about 32, 34 full-time people in global education services, and then add on about another 20 more people as part of shared services embedded in our product management and marketing teams, uh, as well as, yeah, people we're working with in IT from a systems perspective. Education services can't exist by itself. We, we have to work with a cross-functional team of subject matter experts or SMEs. So in, in the ways that we do that, for example, is we'll work with teams who are maybe part of a technical course advisory board. And what they do is they will help us scope out and design and develop the content, making sure that it's technically accurate content, for example. The subject matter experts come from different departments like our consulting services department, partner enablement, technical support, advanced application services, and others, we align very closely with product management and engineering teams. And so what we're doing there is we're ensuring that changes in the product and changes in the product documentation, for example, align very closely with the content that Ed Services is providing training on. So for example, all of our new training content with new courses like getting started with OneStream and building basic reports, for example, they're all based on the new blueprint application so that people have a consistent experience with the product and the learning content. What are the parts of this education services team? What what are all the different pieces? Yeah, so the, the way I think of education services, is there really are five lines of business. So for example, the content and curriculum development line of business, which provides both self-paced and on-demand content and classroom-based training content. 
The second line of business is our training business, which is when I think of training, I think of instructor led training, whether it's in a physical or virtual classroom. We've got a one community, which is an online platform where we want one streamers to connect and answer, ask and answer questions and work with other one streamers through discussion forums and post blogs, white papers, product bulletins and so on. Recently, in fact, we we just, by the way, as a side note, rolled out a new forum within the community called Factor Fiction. So community is a third line of business. Our fourth line of business is the One Stream Press, which is where we work with subject matter experts and authors to write physical textbooks. So by way of example, we've got four books out right now. One just recently released around the One Stream Financial Close Handbook. So the fifth line of business is the certification program where we develop technical proctored exams to validate people's competencies and skills. And they do that through a combination of multiple choice questions and hands on lab tasks in a virtualized OneStream environment. And once they earn the OneStream certification credential, it's a digital credential that they can distinguish themselves by on LinkedIn, for example. Now, it seems like there's a lot of moving pieces. We've talked about this. You've got a lot of plates in the air. Why, why all the changes in training? Why all this investment in global education services? So as a company, OneStream really understands the importance of ensuring that we develop quality and engaging learning materials it's it's something that I've really noticed is unique to OneStream compared to many other companies I've worked with historically. They're really putting the investment into ed services. And so with that investment, we're changing the the formats that we deliver training in because we know that people like to learn in different ways. And so as OneStream continues to grow, so do the opportunities to learn. So for example, we understand that people wanna invest in their careers and have successful implementations or administration of our software. And it all relates to the concept that learning is an evolution. And so when you ask about why the changes in training, the changes are when people are starting to see that Ed Services is providing a variety of compelling learning experiences that ultimately are contributing to effective implementations, ideally also increasing product adoption, and, and then ensuring customer success and satisfaction. It seems like you're developing a lot of content. One of the big things we've had for a lot of years, we call it ABC. Um, it's the application build for consultants. Tell me how that's changing and evolving with your team. So what we've done is we've begun to release a new essentials series to replace the ABC course. So the essentials series started off now with releasing three new courses, getting started with OneStream, building basic reports and implementing OneStream. When we think about getting started with OneStream, it provides a high level overview of the basic concept of a OneStream application. What our intentions with getting started with OneStream is to introduce the learner to navigating the application, to understanding the common business processes that are used, understanding metadata components, dimensions, cubes, workflows, and then 
touching on different reporting options. The second course in that essential series that replaces ABC is building basic reports. And so that's where we're looking to provide a learning journey that covers the basics of recommending and building reporting based on metadata, the performance of QViews, for example, creation of report books, and the use of spreadsheets for quick views, for example. And so when we think holistically, though, and we take ABC to the next level, the third course is implementing OneStream. So that's really the, the coup de grace that really replaces ABC in addition to getting started with OneStream and building basic reports. Implementing OneStream is covering the necessary skills and the knowledge to actually implement OneStream. So what we've done there is we've based the course on predetermined requirements from a fictional client where the learner will build some of the key features and the components that are required to implement OneStream successfully. It's ultimately going to introduce the learner to different project phases of a typical OneStream implementation, followed by building a basic dimension library, using cubes and extensibility, for example, implementing workflows, querying data, running calculations, and workflow design. So ultimately, that essential series is really going above and beyond what was covered in the ABC course, not just covering the the why, the when, and the how, but then additional content, additional instructions for hands-on lab exercises, performing those job tasks in a virtualized one-stream lab environment, and then really going into more in-depth around topics like data integration and transformation rules, for example, workflow, data management jobs, dimension building, like I said, extensibility, really understanding the data unit and the performance implications of a data unit. And, and again, really trying to align back to real world business use cases. So this is a lot of content. This is a large volume of information that we're gonna be getting out to people, but we also have a learning management system, LMS. What is that really? And how does that help people? So a learning management system is a, is a, exactly that. It's a learning management system. It's a system that we've recently implemented called Navigator. And, and what it does is it provides us a location to really provide a unified learning experience where you've got a single location where people can access everything they need to know. We can publish content in a bite-sized manner, for example. With Navigator, it replaced a legacy LMS called the Academy. And with Navigator, what people are seeing today is improved navigation and enhanced experience when browsing the catalog, looking for content. So improving their the searchability and finding what people need to find when they need it. It improves that on-demand, fully self-paced course experience. Uh, we've got webinar recordings in there, and there's also platform and marketplace release information. But really, we're only getting started. So, you know, it's deceiving when you look from the outside and you say, okay, well, OneStream's invested in global education services. Uh, they've rolled out Navigator. They're rolling out things like certification and press and the One Community. Um, but ultimately, we really are just getting started with Navigator. It will help people as we continue to evolve it into that unified technical training environment. So we're going to have integrations, for example, 
into a hands-on lab environment. Today, that hands-on lab environment, it's a separate environment from the online e-learning environment or that online on-demand environment. So now with Navigator next year, you'll be able to log into it, go through that self-paced online training, and then be able to launch the hands-on labs with the exercises in the same environment. You'll be able to access integrations into one community, access the scheduled instructor office hours, all in ways that are gonna be seamless to the user. And everything, again, the key is to have it located in a single location uh, where people will also be able to access a future learning subscription for an all-you-can-eat buffet of all of the training content that we release in the upcoming year. So that that's interesting. So an all-you-can-eat buffet, that's a lot of classes. Is there a roadmap for, for how all this content's coming together or, or how far along are you? So we're still developing the roadmap. We're still, there, there's a lot to go back and Definite. catch up. Sounds like to, it. Yeah, we've got content we've already released and the day we release it, as the product evolves, we have to continue to maintain that content, keep it updated. But ultimately, Ed Services' primary goal is to provide a range of learning options so that learners can determine where, when, and how they want to upskill. We're going to provide flexible options, whether it's through bite-sized modules and future quick tip videos, for example. So we haven't scoped out all the quick tip videos. We might take something like BI Blend and really, really boil it down to you know a, a five-minute video where somebody could learn about something at the point of need, that just-in-time type of learning experience. So we'll be connecting with our instructors, with subject matter experts, and really scoping out that roadmap, scoping out the different modalities for how we want to deliver the training, really empower learners to take charge of their own learning. Like I said, we started with the essential series with getting started with OneStream, building basic reports, and implementing OneStream that replaced ABC. But we also started to roll out an architecture series with designing an application and sensible machine learning as well. That's a new course. When we look into the future at the roadmap, we're really looking to focus on a specialist series. So I'm thinking that we're gonna have courses that cover things like implementing security, or ACM, implementing application control manager, or implementing financial close. We have on the roadmap with the essential series, writing financial calculations. We're also in the process right now of developing an exam and then replacing the, the, the ABA course uh, and having that be the OneStream administration course. When I think about the roadmap, Peter, by the way, also, I'm not just thinking about the courses. We're thinking about the OneStream Press, right? So we've got several books in the pipeline for press. We've got a, a OneStream administration guide. We're working on OneStream's fit process and an ESG solution, a book around tax provisioning. We're looking even beyond that, and we're evaluating books that would cover things like advanced planning and dashboarding, or maybe a guide for unified analytics, and maybe a book covering data governance and data integration and data controls, for example. So Bev, how do people find out as classes become available? How will they find out that there's a new course available and get access to it? 
people will find out about the new courseware and the other assets like podcasts, for example, and our certification webinars through various means. So, for example, we're working right now on a major website update, so they'll be able to stay tuned there. They'll also find out about it, not just where they might find scheduled training classes, but they'll find out about it on the web page that covers the news and updates for global education services. Additionally, uh, just recently we rolled out our first newsletter. And so that newsletter gets shared out internally, but we work very closely with our strategic alliances partner teams. We also work closely with our customer success teams. They're sharing out bits and pieces of the Ed Services newsletter, maybe in their own newsletter, for example. Um, so we're doing our best to get it out there. We're doing a lot of campaigns around social media on LinkedIn, for example. So really what we're doing is we're trying to inform people in a variety of manners. Even this podcast is an example, but really ultimately through the website, through newsletters, through social media, people could email training at onestreamsoftware.com. And from there, they will get directed to the right person who will be able to give more information. So Bev, one of the first things we got to work on when you came on board was certification. Uh, why don't why don't we tell the listeners exactly what is certification? What's that mean? Well, the certification program is a program that exists to validate the highest levels of technical competency, productivity with OneStream software, and also get industry recognition by being OneStream certified. So we started with the LEAD Architect exam. It's a hybrid proctored exam. It consists of multiple choice questions and hands-on job tasks in a virtualized OneStream lab environment. So Bev, why, if I'm a consultant out there, why do I need a certification? What's the value of that? Certification is a valuable investment for proving one's competencies using our software. More importantly, as OneStream continues to grow in the marketplace, it's going to be commonplace for customers and recruiters alike to expect people to be OneStream certified. So they're going to ask about it during an RFP process or during the hiring process. In addition to employer and customer recognition, being OneStream also provides people with an affiliation of certified OneStream professionals, and it increases that technical credibility and gives them that market recognition, especially if they're posting their digital credentials out on LinkedIn. And then if somebody can say that they're OneStream certified with their manager, whether they're working at OneStream or a partner or within a customer, it should enable them to have an increase in their potential for career advancement by demonstrating that they are investing in one stream, validating those technical skills and competencies. You know, I think of other professional certifications. I mean, one stream's validating this person has some, some level of knowledge, you know, and we have a lead exam. So I'd imagine those are people who are, you know, could, can lead a project um, and, and can lead certain design aspects. If I was a customer, I mean, that's obviously why I care, right? I mean, I, I know that that person, at least functionally with the product, has some sort of skills. And it's not necessarily, you know, they're great at running a project or they're a nice person or anything like that. But, you know, they, they know they know something about the OneStream product. That's fair? Yeah, exactly. 
if they're looking to select a partner for a proposal or a bid, right? They know if they've got that one stream certified credential, they know that person's qualified, they're validated by one stream. It's providing them the reassurance, right? That whoever holds that certification has proven capability to maybe help them resolve issues quickly or use more functionality. Ultimately, it's ensuring the customer's investment in the software is optimized by the OneStream certified professional that they're working with. Right. And so that's lead consultant. There's going to be other certification exams, I assume. And then what's the roadmap for those look like? So we're currently working on the roadmap for certification exams based on available training content. So I would expect that in the upcoming year, we're going to see new OneStream certified specialist exams. We're also in the process right now of, on behalf of our customers, working on a new OneStream certified associate administration exam that's going to roll out in early 2023. We will have exams where we, again, have the content for people to prepare for the exams, whether that's a book or whether that's a, a compilation of training materials, right? Looking at reviewing product documentation, reviewing blogs, having that real world experience again. So let's say I want to take the lead certification exam. How do I prepare? How do I get started? Um, what do I need for background before I try to take something like that on? You know, I, I'm assuming, you know, I'm fresh out of college. I just learned what one stream was, maybe saw a demo, probably not ready. Uh, what What's the ideal candidate for the certification exam and how do they get ready? Yeah, the ideal candidate for the lead architect exam is somebody who is already familiar with OneStream. Um, so somebody who in an ideal world, they do have some implementation experience right in the field, whether even if it's shadowing somebody else. But I mentioned earlier that we rolled out a course called designing an application. So somebody can prepare through a combination of reviewing the training material, like designing an application, reviewing the, I would say, commonly referenced product documentation, having some real world experience, like I said, whether it's in the field or shadowing somebody, the uh, OneStream Foundation Handbook, that's a good book to get you the foundation that you need as well, and then engaging in the One community. So there really isn't just one way to prepare, it's a combination of all the things that I just mentioned. So tell me about integration with the marketplace. So our learning development strategy includes a good amount of marketplace solution content within it. So within Ed Services, we understand the importance of the marketplace solutions and utilities, and we want our customers and partners to make the most of the content. And consequently, it's a key component of our course development strategy. So by way of example, we've developed instructor-led courses that cover topics like account reconciliation, specialty planning, and analytic blend and more. And the new course content, which is available on demand, also includes OneStream financial close and components of application control manager or implementing people planning. And we'll continue to provide navigator content that's our, our lms again right it's the on-demand content that you can do fully self-paced where that content is covering those utilities that are part of the marketplace 
And so if people have feedback, they, they want to get in touch with you. Maybe they have ideas or comments, questions, concerns. How do they get in touch? They could email training at onestreamsoftware.com. And from there, they will get directed to the right person who will be able to give more information. Bev, with all these changes, where do you see the future of education services? When I think about the future of education services, I would just ask that people remember, just like learning as an individual is an evolution, so is education services. We've really only just begun. So we're seeing a lot of things roll out. But again, you're going to start to see a lot of new things roll out in the future. Instructor office hours right now is really top of my mind. The, the new lab environment that you'll see roll out next year, it's going to be super exciting. Imagine you have a list of job tasks or exercises or situations that you see on the screen. And as you go through the training, you now get an exercise. Imagine now you forgot what you just learned in the training a minute ago because it was maybe too step-by-step -step in nature. And now you can click a button for help and it's gonna give you some suggestions on the next step-by-steps of what you would click within the software. Or imagine that you've gone through the training, you've remembered it, you've completed those hands-on lab exercises, and now the software is automatically scoring in the back end and you're gonna immediately know whether or not you completed that job task in the Navigator training environment correctly or incorrectly, and be able to get feedback if you did it incorrectly on how to do it correctly. So that's really going to enhance and evolve the learning experience, taking people from proficiency to mastery. When I think of the changes you've done just in the last two years, I think uh, it's gonna be exciting to see what the next year and, and probably the year after that brings. I'm excited. Most definitely. Another great discussion. Thank you very much, Bev, for bringing your expertise to the podcast today. And thank you, fellow OneStreamers, for joining us. Remember, if you like this content, please don't forget to subscribe. We'd love to hear from you. Questions, comments, concerns, please reach out at podcast at onestreamsoftware.com. I look forward to bringing you another exciting podcast. And until then, take care, and I'll see you next time on The OneStream Podcast. The OneStream Podcast is brought to you by the OneStream Global Education Services Team.